0: All right, Uh, you are watching the Leadership to Wealth podcast. And on today's show, we have yet another stellar guest. Uh, He is in charge of private wealth. He has his own firm and uh, he gets into life and what it's like working with family and building a business with family. On today's show, I want to introduce to you Grant White. Listen, Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show and, uh, you know, for being with us. And I know you are a wealth of knowledge. Um, <laughs> right. Boom, boom. You know, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's showing my age. Anyways, um, but Grant, thank you so much. I, I, We can go into so many different topics, but the thing I'd like to start us off with today is... What's it like working with family?
1: Oh man, that's a that's a really good question. It's um, you know because you work I, with your
0: brother, right?
1: I work with my brother, and I used to work with my dad actually. So I, oh, okay. I you know a little bit of my background. I grew up in this industry, like the the wealth yeah. the financial planning industry. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was in it for about thirty five years. He retired four or five years ago, mm-hmm. give or take. So I grew up in it. Now, I mean, <laughs> admittedly, when I started, I didn't want to work with my dad. That was the, the thing I wanted to work with somebody else. So I started somewhere yeah. else. Um, and I, I actually started my career at uh, Nesbitt Burns. Uh, back oh yes. Today. yes. Uh, he was at a company called Wellington West, um, which I joined that company in 2008. The financial crisis. I made a move over to
0: uh, Wellington like West, which
1: is a lot of fun. Um, so,
0: <laughs> Perfect timing, actually. Perfect timing. <laughs> so it was actually, and
1: you know, I saw the whole financial crisis unfold uh, before me, and. Um, um, yeah, anyway, I still didn't want to work with them. So I, I still worked with somebody else. And then I started up my own practice in 2012. Yeah. And uh, finally, I brought the business together uh, with my dad. She's uh, about six or seven years ago, give or take. And then he retired shortly thereafter. But uh, but my brother joined as well. And so to answer your question, though, it, it's, it's it's not something I would ever recommend somebody go into lightly or take lightly, to be honest. Right. Because, it adds, you know, although there's nobody probably that you can trust more than family. Um, it adds a whole bunch of different challenges along the way. And admittedly, my brother and I had a number of fights along the way and a lot yeah. of things sorting out because he's my older brother, too. So um, so naturally coming into a business where your younger brother is the, the leader and, right. and you know the entrepreneur kind of guiding the ship, um, you know, that's not an easy thing for an older brother to do as well. And so I, I give him a lot of credit, actually, because he. Um, I think he swallowed a lot of pride and, and, and and you know, really understood what his role was and what he wanted to do, which made it all work. But you you definitely don't take it lightly. That's for sure. Yeah, there's pros and cons for sure.
0: Wow. Well, I, okay. So first of all, that was a very thorough answer and much deeper. I thought it would be a little bit of a joke, but yeah. um, that that's actually, uh, you know, that is really powerful in the sense that I've got an older brother as well, and I couldn't imagine the two of us working together as much fun as we we can have outside and with the kids and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, boy, working together. (laughs) it'd be you know two two rams battering horns right uh every day which i'm sure it probably felt like that on some days and then your dad was there too right so oh
1: yeah we had battles i mean never physical but uh there was definitely some verbal wars that went on that scared a few people around the office (laughs) for sure um but like i said i mean it's uh it's it's very rewarding when it works, but it's hard to get to that point. And, and I'd yeah. be happy to provide there's a lot of advice I could give on that for sure. Um and happy to do so with anybody that wants to reach out to me. But it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's not yeah. something I would go into lightly. And, and I would put a lot of things in writing, to be honest. My my
0: my therapist number is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's <right. laughs> great. Um, You know, and I'm sure that uh, other family members probably have a part to play in that, too, because there are probably times where, you know, uh, spouses may speak and, uh, you know, different people get involved in in things like that. Uh, Absolutely. And that that would make sense, because in in life, as in business, they say it uh, takes a village right to raise a child. And um, oftentimes creating any type of business and building it is often like that. And you need that group of people around you. And, uh, you know, I know that you've, you've got a team that you, that you work with. Um, but there's something actually, uh, interesting that I, uh, that I read up on, uh, as I was looking up and uh, learning about you and what you do and you guys talk about creating smart money. Yeah. What is smart money?
1: yeah well that's see uh, that kind of came from you know everything everything's gone to smart in our world right Like smart, smart, smart cars phones, smart, smart, watches, yeah. smart cars you know so everything's going to smart but nobody was really talking about Well, how, why is my money not smart you know and and so really <laughs> the, the idea and, and most money's dumb i mean i i'm <laughs> i think that's fair to say there's a lot of dumb money out there that's not doing right. what the, reaching the max potential it could for people. Yeah. Know, uh, whether yeah. it's not not earning a high enough rate of return uh, based on what their plan requires, or maybe it's inefficient for tax. So really what the idea of smart money is, is it's, it's truly efficient money. It's earning the rate of return that's required to achieve your goals. And that's not necessarily the maximum rate of return possible, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more like when we do our planning work for a client, we'll find out what rate of return is, is gonna make you successful to accomplish all the things you wanna do. Like, let's start with your goals, and then we'll get, out, get back to what does your money need to do for you. So we right. often find, you know, a client will only need maybe five, sometimes even 4% rate of return um, to be successful. And then then we can design a portfolio accordingly around that. Now, a lot of clients will say, well, I, I would like more than four. You know, If four gets me the job done, can we try for more? Of course. But at least you know. You know what you yeah. need to do to be successful. Tax is a big one. I mean, it's inefficient. There's so much inefficient uh, money out there from that perspective. How much are you saving? How much are you putting into an investment? Whether it's, again, whether it's real estate, whether it's like the stock market, mutual fund, ETFs, whatever it is, the biggest contributor to success in an investment portfolio is how much you put in. And and so if you're putting in the right amount of money, odds are, even if your investments are mediocre, you're going to be successful. You just yeah. need to know all those things. And so that's where smart money comes into play. It's just truly efficient money working towards your goals.
0: Right, right. <laughs> that's great. And I can see the play off of the the smart everything. Um, now, what, what I'm curious about with that is, Obviously, I talk to a lot of people in the world of investments, uh, dealing with both private lending and with uh, real estate acquisitions, multifamilies. And one of the things that I come across is that oftentimes people, they don't even know what they need, right? Like when it comes, I'll have I'll have someone come to me and say, you know what, um, well, I want to, I want to make a million dollars, most actually the number of people that have said a million dollars, because it's just a round number that they think should be a number that they should put out there. And they don't really know what that means. I had someone say a hundred million dollars and I said, okay, well, well <laughs> what what are you actually trying to do? Let, let's let's figure this out. Not, not that anything's wrong with it. Um, so I, I guess question number one is uh, around that is, you know, where, where do people start with even trying to understand that there's a difference between efficient money and not like smart money and, and and dumb money, you know, money that's being used efficiently. And uh, I I don't think that's not even a concept that's taught in school. So where do people, how do people even, where do they start that journey to know that, Hey, I should be looking at this?
1: That's a really good question. I, because I, I, I agree with you, and I see it all the time as well. Like, people, like, people pick a million dollars out of that, out of the yeah. air, because it's like, hey, I want to get to a million dollars. And the question is, why? And, and honestly, in most cases, it's not enough, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go as far as it used to, that's for sure. Right. But, right. But the, right. The place start in my mind is like, forget about money for a second, forget about the dollars, because that doesn't really matter. Like, the dollars are the medium to uh, accomplish the goal. Yes. What I always tell people is don't sell yourself short because a lot of people do that. I want you to focus in on what do you want to do? What do you want to live? like, What does life look like? Who are you spending it with? When are you doing things? Because to me, true wealth is really do what you want, when you want to, with who you want to. And Mm. and that's when you're truly wealthy is when you can walk away from work. You can walk away from your business. You can walk away from anything you don't like in life. Not to say you shouldn't like your business. You should. But if you (laughs) you can walk away from anything you don't want to do anymore is the point. And do whatever you want that's true wealth and so really that's the starting point focus on how you want to live and then we can figure out the numbers i mean the, whether it's a million dollars two million a yeah. hundred million i don't know it depends i mean yeah there are some people that need a hundred million but but it's it, we, can Ooh, right. we can figure out the numbers we can figure out how to get there it's, it's yeah. a matter of you just focusing in on on what how do, what does life look like in an ideal world what does life look like
0: yeah yeah and then and then there's always that discussion of what is what will it take to get there and are you is that really what you want all of a sudden you know okay maybe I don't want to uh, pop champagne bottles every day and uh, <laughs> may, maybe I won't need that uh oh okay um yeah. but but there is there is some decisions to be made there when you actually look at what it is you want to build it. and I find I heard a great quote um people oftentimes spend more time, energy and money planning their wedding than they do the rest of their life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Vacation. Y- you know.
1: <laughs> sometimes <there's, laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. it's where you can go for lunch. That gets planned more than, <laughs> yeah. than their finances. Yeah. Yeah. We see that all the
0: time. Yeah. I, I had someone say to me uh, the other day that, um you know, I can, I can plan this. I, I can't, I can't really figure out how to plan something for next year. And I thought, wow, how, how have we gotten there? How have we gotten to, you you know, from once upon a time, once upon a time within the last hundred years, um, there were more than enough people that would have to plan just because they're farmers, you know, you have to plan for next year. All right. We can't eat all of this food because we're going to need to plant this stuff for next year to, we have people that, now somehow can't imagine even even trying to think about next year
1: yeah isn't it like it it's such a like interesting actually take on it because it's like yeah like we you had to plan to survive yeah and now uh, i mean you know so like we're, we're very fortunate i mean obviously like society here in canada like it's so it's so great i mean I, we create lots yeah. of opportunities for people that if you want to work hard you can generally yeah. accomplish what you want to do if you're going to work hard for it and not for everybody yet. And then we do need to keep working on that. I, I certainly yeah. understand that, but, but, you know, things have changed so much in the last hundred years to your point, absolutely. But, but people are still selling themselves short, you know, on the, on the fact that they're not planning for the future. And, and, and to your point on weddings, like, you know, the same process that you go through when you think about planning a wedding, yeah. um, you could do the exact same process around how you want to live your life in the future. Because <laughs> That you know, is a, a good. Yeah.
0: It's like that is I a mean, great point. I might use I'm gonna use that one. Yeah. I'm stealing that one. Thank you. Go, a good point. Yeah, go for it. Uh but, you
1: know, it's like what do the decorations look like? Well, what is the what does the house look like? What does the cabin look like? The
0: car mm-hmm. look like, what does yeah. the car
1: look like? What does your family look like? You know, all of those different things. You can visualize that no different than you visualize a wedding. And and then that can be planned for. Because really, I mean a wedding planner does that for you. They do the financial planning around the wedding, you know. So <laughs> I'm the, I'm the wedding planner for
0: your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a step up. Well, yeah. the, that's uh, you're the step up to the wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I might, uh, I'm a, maybe I might not think of that one. People have mixed reviews <laughs> when it comes to weddings, but you know, yeah. that, and I don't want anyone imagining me in a wedding dress. So uh, we'll, we'll move on to that. But, uh, but I, love, I love what you're talking about there. I love what, what you're creating there for people to imagine. Hey, you can look down the road and picture what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, media and everything makes it seem extremely complicated. I can't tell you the number of times that I've heard people throw out about the rule of 72 and talking yeah. about compounding yeah. and... And it's ad nauseum to the point that people are like, well, I don't really know how that works. And I, I don't get they'll talk about it, but they don't show you how any of that stuff applies to you. Right. And um, and I and I think it was, was it Warren Buffett or uh maybe it's Shamath Hapa Malathea that was saying, and just talking about you know, planning out for the next 40 years. Literally, if you just look over a period of time and you do any of those calculations, you realize very quickly, oh, this is how it applies. And it it doesn't take rocket science. But
1: no, it's funny, though, because it's like, you know, Albert Einstein said this is one of the great wonders of the world is compound interest.
0: Uh, Yeah, it
1: doesn't take rocket science, but but it it, it is. I mean, it's a pretty powerful thing. Um, And and that's the point of like the rule of 72 is all about just. You know, figuring out the compounding effect, right? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think people focus too much on the dollars. Personally, I mean, I, I mean, uh, mm. we know that dollars are important. We know, like, yeah. it, it's silly to think that, yeah, money doesn't help you accomplish these goals. I mean, it does. It's there. It's the medium. But I think that people get too obsessed with the dollars, and yeah. and and for some people, it's a scorecard. And that's fine, you know. Yes. Um, yes. But it's also this really nebulous yeah. thing, you know, like when you think it about is- a million dollars or five or ten or whatever it is. I mean, that's. That's a pretty nebulous thing. What is the, what's really powerful though is what can that do? What does that yeah. money do for you, for your community, yeah. for your family? What does yes. that do? That's what yes. I think is most important, and and that's yes. really actually a lot easier for people to imagine than than anything else. So yeah. so that's what I try to encourage people to think about: is you know think about think about life, think about how you want to do it. You know what yeah. if you have your way, and no restrictions, life without limits. You know I often yeah. Say. If yeah, life without yeah. limits. What does that look like?
0: And then right. the
1: dollars. We figure out the dollars that accomplish that, but that's 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 what I think people
0: should focus in on. Absolutely, and and oftentimes it doesn't take near the amount of dollars that they imagine to to live that life. Um, and uh, I think I showed my wife one time how uh, we could go live in another country for for a year. Or, I was like, hey, yeah. let's take the kids. We'll go for a year. This and that. I said, you know, we've got these investments over here, and all of a sudden she was. She now she started freaking out because it seemed like a nice idea. And then the moment I showed her how we could do it, all of a sudden she started panicking because now the reality of it was, oh my goodness, I'm going to have four, four kids. Cause I got four kids. She's like, I'm going to have four kids and we're going to be in another country. And then what's that going to look like? And then what happens? I come back and I was like, okay, calm down, calm down. You just said that that was an idea. I, I told you how we could do it. So oftentimes, It is actually easier to do some of the things that we want to do. And you're right. Nebulous. Great, great word. Um, It is really nebulous. Now, I do have some friends that absolutely it's a scorecard. You know, we were taught how to and, and they're all men. They're all men. They were taught how to keep score as a kid. You know, this this soccer team had this many points. This team, the other team had this many points, and so they just learned. All right, that's how I keep score. Sure. And and now most of them, they're actually really nice guys, as long as they know where their scorecard is at. Right? Sure. They're they're good with spending. They're good with giving away, as long as they know where their scorecards at. But for most people, that that isn't even really a concept, right? Um, Which I think probably plays back to things like the lottery, right? When someone wins the lottery, and they get this amount, they don't know what that number is. It's just a nebulous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. It it sounds like an endless uh, supply of money for people when they win it. So yeah, how do you when you're talking with people, and you're talking about their goals and what they want to do? That's got to even be a scary thing because I I don't know if I could have any amount of money. Sure, I'll I can throw anything out there. But how do I know what to put out there? What are you grant? What are you telling me I can reasonably be looking at? I'm like literally scared. You're scaring me by telling yeah. me I can have anything out there, any type of lifestyle out there. I, I don't know how to put that into into. Yeah. Well, i'm the
1: enabler advisor i always tell people to spend more money right
0: <laughs> um
1: half joking but you know I, yeah. I am having a lot of those conversations around encouraging people to spend more money i mean if you're not going to fly first class your kids are going to fly first class you know like that's yeah. the reality of it and that's fine you know that might be the goal right i just don't want to yeah. set my kids up forever uh, you know i think the, the it comes down to um goal setting at the same time and I know that's like everybody talks about goal setting but it's true I mean you have to sit down and and take a look for it I mean you go like we talked about weddings you sit down you decide what do you want to have for your wedding well life is no different you should sit down with your spouse uh, or anybody else that's important to you in this in this process and sit down and just have conversations I often say hey uh, have a bottle of wine. The best ideas are shared over a bottle of wine or two, you know, and and sit down and, and light the candles and, and start just dreaming. I mean, Pinterest was created on, based on this whole thing, you know, like, you know, okay. start dream vision boarding what life looks like. I sit down with people. We do this discovery meeting in the beginning and we ask these questions and I, I tell them up front, I don't expect the answers today. What i expect is that i'm going to plant the seeds and i want you to take this away and, and have a conversation about it and in fact we've often given people a bottle of wine to so take this home and um and and go have this conversation and and then come back and let us know what it looks like you know because it does take time and, and you're not going to get it in one session either and, and it's an ongoing process as well so no different than what we do in the business like you know i'm in the process right now we're closing in on the last quarter of the year and we're doing a lot of strategic planning around the next year and what the business we're mm-hmm. constantly working on. I always have that 10-year golden goal in mind. And then I break it down to 5, 3, and 1 years and then I break down to monthly and then I know what I got to do every single week to get right. to where I want to be. And the 10-year thing, I used to just focus on the 10-year um, but the 10-year is so I what I found was we're accomplishing the 10-years in like 3, you know, right. and that's a good thing for sure, but the 10-year goal almost became useless at that point. So we're constantly updating all of these things every single yes. year now. But yes. by having that process in place and I write it down, and I have a I have a I mean it's digital now, but I have a document, like a PDF that we go through. I go through and my you know my other staff go through on their own and they they fill out where do they want to be in the next ten years, then break it down to five, three, two, yes. one. and then and then we go from there. Um, and I, I recommend that to clients as well. It's the same it's the same process. The goals are different, but it's the same okay. process. And if you write it down, I think it was Harvard did a study on this, but if you write things down, your goals, so you're ten times more likely to achieve them. Something like that. You yes, know? yes. Uh, it's important to go through the act of writing them down because if you just have them up here, you're way less likely to accomplish them.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I had a I had a guest on previously. Uh, uh, his name is uh, Nick Chapman. Nick the Headhunter Chapman. <laughs> he was uh, he was in MMA and um, he, you know, he's he's amassed uh, some good wealth and he he said. It's funny because he will have people that will come to him and say, "Hey, I got this great idea." You know, um, you know, if, if and it, and he needs some money and to do and he says, "Well, do you have a plan? Do you have it written down?" They're like, "No, no, no. Wait, let me just tell you. I've got wait, Hang on. Do you have it written down?" Totally. And and they're and they're like, "No, no, no. I'll 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 do that." And he's like, and we were talking about it. That oftentimes people don't want to take that little extra effort to actually write it down, and meanwhile, you know, for a a guy that's uh, made a bunch of money, and he's like, "So let me get this straight: you want me the money that it took me time and effort to make? You want me to give to you, but you don't want to apply any time or effort?" And it it makes it really clear that people that are willing to take just that little bit of time. To write down what it is they want, it makes a world of difference.
1: Yeah, those are 10x activities. You know, like I mean, it's an hour. I mean, it's silly, an hour to gain 10, but it's it's more than that. Even I mean, those are those 10x things that you can do. That adds so much value, and and people require coaching through that though. That's not a natural thing to do. Is, is to do goal yeah. setting, in my mind. I mean, I think, I think part of our jobs, and we work with, uh, you know, our customers and our clients, is to sit down and guide them through that process. Yeah, um, and, and likewise, I know, like, you know, work with a lot of business owners. I've been in like the startup community here in Winnipeg for uh, for a number of years. It's not an easy process, even for entrepreneurs and and business owners, because it's just. Yeah i think they think it's yeah. work work and it right. takes me out of my like what my operating business is and, and it's one of those 10x activities though you know it's just something right. you want to be. if you want to grow and right. you want to achieve those 10-year goals i think you have to do those things
0: well i think oftentimes it's easier for for business owners anyways it's oftentimes they're they're the doers it's a whole lot easier to just get in and start doing stuff and see those results okay i'm doing this and i'm getting this and Yeah. Looking up the road, uh, that's, it's, you know, okay, I'll get there, but I got to do this because you see the results, right? And so they, they, it's really easy to get into that cycle and then go down. Actually, I can't, I've had quite a number. Do you know, there are a number of guests that I've had or people that I've spoken to in real estate that said, I've done it. I did it by accident. I was actually running another business. and." And, uh, that business was losing money. (laughs) And at the end of six years or five years, I had lost a hundred thousand dollars. Meanwhile, this property that I neglected the entire time made me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. And so then I, you know, and then they, that. Things simple things like that then ended up making them uh, switch their focus. Now, obviously, doesn't mean that they should have left their business, but they they chose another direction. And
1: um, I think testament to so, the entrepreneurial mindset, though, right? At the yeah. same time, like the ability to switch gears, that's a rare thing. Not everybody can do that either. Right. So,
0: I mean, right. Know, like, yeah. I mean,
1: hey, I'm I'm the guy that tries everything and then tries to see what sticks. And, and yeah. Then you put the more resources to the ones that stick. You know. So.
0: I, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. <laughs> has has any, anyone ever told you you look like uh, Simon Sinek?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so funny.
1: Uh, I was actually at a conference in uh, Chicago. And yeah. a guy came up from behind me. It was at kind of like the cocktail hour thing. He comes behind yeah. me and he's, like, hey, he's like, hey, man. Oh, I thought you were—I thought you were Simon Sinek. Like I was coming to introduce myself, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, man. Like, but hey, that's a really big compliment. I love. I love. Yeah,
0: guy. yeah. It is. I am I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's amazing how much he looks like him. <laughs> you know. Um, well, you always know if uh, afterwards, if you want another career in, um, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever those go- impersonations. Yeah, you could You can do that.
1: Totally.
0: But let, I, I want to come back to the goal setting, but uh, in a minute. But I want to ask this question because you, you've mentioned it a couple of times. You've talked about um, tax planning, and yeah. uh, you know when it comes to efficient, efficient money, right? Smart money. And I find that a lot of people don't. That's a world that that they don't understand anything about. And I remember having a conversation with my daughter uh, when we were talking about things that politicians say about (laughs) taxing all sorts of people. And I said, "Um, you know, honestly, I said, honestly, sweets. um, The reality is that we spend time thinking about how to make money efficiently when it comes to when it comes to taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, How to deal within the tax laws so that so that we can. Uh, pay the least amount of tax or, you know, so that maybe we want to pay lots of taxes, but we want it to be the uh, efficiently, right? The the least amount. And, uh, and I said, so when they make promises like this, I said, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I, they're really saying that to people who don't know that a lot of us spend hours (laughs) trying to, trying to move around that. And so, Uh, You know, you obviously work hard for your clients to uh, to really make sure that their money is efficient when it comes to taxes. Can you speak anything about that? Um, You know, without uh, obviously I know I know for a fact that you're not talking about tax avoidance, um, but but rather, you know, tax strategies to to do that. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, tax sure. planning. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's so true. I mean, the 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 thing is, like, they're within the legal framework. That, I mean, their taxation on all these different things that changes a lot, right? I mean, we're going through an election yeah. right now with a lot of promises and and tax uh, <laughs> uh, schemes, if you will, that are being uh, promoted by the parties. Um, so, tax planning. Tax
0: the rich. Is- tax the rich. That's that's all we ever hear is tax the rich and. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean that's a that's a pretty com common thing to do because I mean politically it's it's um it's powerful, it's 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 okay, you know, to say it politically. But you know, I think the the thing about planning is like again, you have to have a plan in place. And and having money in certain areas versus another area, like you know, I I'll just use tax-free savings accounts as an example. It's kind of a simple one that most people are yeah. familiar with. But, you know, a lot of people are not maxing out their tax-free savings accounts, and then they'll have money sitting in like a non-registered account, like even just the savings account itself at a bank. And, you know, meanwhile, that money could be earning tax-free growth within that TFSA. Um, RRSPs, of course, are in other vehicles. Capital gain, Like, understanding the differences in how you get tax-free capital gains, interest, utilizing some of the registered programs, RSPs, TFSAs. That's a huge thing. Uh, Even understanding, like, insurance products, that there's a lot of tax tax considerations and tax deferrals that can be created through insurance solutions. I think the main point is this: you have to have a plan in place around what life looks like today and what it looks like going forward, because if we can project out what life looks like going forward from a money perspective, then we can also advise on where's the best place to actually have that money to save you the most amount of tax. Um, And there's a lot of structures out there that are, again, perfectly within the the framework the government created. Individual pension plans is another one actually that comes Mm -hmm. to mind because, which is a great one for a lot of real estate people, frankly. You know, if if people are building up using corporations, they're building up lots of cash within their corporations. You can use like an individual pension plan or an IPP, for example, and you can defer a lot of tax, kind of like an RRSP program um, for, uh, for your corporation. So that's on a high level, obviously. And there's a lot of details, and not everything works the same for everybody. It has to be always broken down and customized. But there are a lot of things that can be done to defer tax or even save yeah. tax if the yeah. planning will be done.
0: Yeah. Um, you you said something that just triggers something for me. And, uh, you know, being a private wealth manager or a portfolio manager, um, but you, you guys deal with private wealth. Um, has crypto replaced precious metals? <laughs>
1: Man, I love I love these conversations about crypto uh, because it's such a hot thing. Um, It hasn't yet. Let's put it that way. I I, you know, and truthfully, I think that there's a lot to like about crypto, uh, the crypto space. It's still very volatile, though. And that's the real issue still is that if you want to replace gold, let's just talk about gold for a second as a store of wealth. The problem with it is that it's so volatile and we're even seeing that this week you know as el salvador uh has adopted bitcoin as one of their main currencies right and we saw a lot of volatility out of that um until there's a little bit more consistency in that volatility i think it's difficult to say that it's going to replace like gold as a store of value now gold's not obviously immune to volatility we've seen that too
0: um
1: but at the same time we're seeing still very huge swings in most cryptocurrencies so it's Has it replaced it yet? No, it's still in my mind, a speculative uh, asset class. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of people that are long in the tooth in my industry, in the financial services industry that are poo pooing cryptos and they're maybe even a little bit scared of cryptos. And and I I think that's naive, to be honest. I think that I I mean, I don't think cryptos are going anywhere personally. I I don't know which one's going to be the winner, like Bitcoin's probably leading the way. Um, but there's a lot to like about like Ethereum and a whole bunch of other ones, too. Yeah. And and they're not going away. The reality is yeah. they're not going away. Um, so I think that they in time could form a, a portion of a person's portfolio, no different than gold has in the past. Uh, but I'd like to see a little bit more stability in them before uh, I, I could recommend them to my clients, for example, on right. Um uh, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of things to come in crypto, too. I mean, there's a lot of regulation that's probably coming. Uh, I mean, China is already like doing a lot of that right now, you know, for sure. The United States is considering a lot of things, whether they're going to do it short term or long term. I don't know. But there's a lot of considerations being made. The governments are switching to, uh, I mean, they're calling them like their own cryptocurrencies, but really they're just digital, like making the currency digital. digital. There's a lot of those things going on. So I think time will tell, but it's an exciting space to say the least. What I do love about it is the innovation. I I think that there's so much innovation going on there. Um, yeah. the, to the point now where it's like there's a lot of copycats being created, and, and yeah, that's yeah. a little dangerous for sure. But yeah. but the, the innovation is very interesting to say the least. And you know even blockchain technology, what it's being used for now, and, and NFTs. I think NFTs are fan is fascinating as well. Um, just probably a better way to buy into certain assets like art or yeah. you know yeah. things like that. Like I'm a huge Beeple fan. I love this stuff. and It's awesome. So. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait you're a a Beeple fan yeah so people with people digital
1: digital artist. man if you follow him on uh instagram amazing
0: okay yeah yeah i'll 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 definitely look him up um so that's interesting with regards to you mentioned nfts initially i thought that sounds like the dumbest thing i've ever heard like (laughs) when i i've got artwork up on over here and uh thinking you've got it physically now you're di- digitally you can just copy and you know oh but i have the original digital copy yeah and i thought why why is that but when you look at it it's all about the value that people assign right that's the same thing with the painting right it's all what people assign to it and but then i thought there is something to be said about it's doesn't degrade. It's not going to get sun damage. It's not going to, you know, none of those things are going to happen. Sure, and you're uh,
1: way cheaper for that than it is for like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you know what
0: I mean? so. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there, I was like, okay, actually, that does seem kind of interesting. Um, there's something I'm going to have to look some more into it. As for crypto, I mean, to me, that is, it is an out and out violation against every government on the planet and um you know and i as much as and you got you you like you said china china's been working on digital currency for five years they've had a digital currency right so um and uh and so how long before these things get implemented and you know everyone's like well yes but that's the thing it's decentralized well listen once something's illegal it's illegal and uh you know and and that's all there is to it the new uh the new wars aren't going to be wars on uh on land anymore it'll be against people that you know are trying to circumvent the system right so yeah who knows uh, i mean that too i mean (laughs) and you're totally
1: right i mean if you want to uh, it, it wouldn't take too much regulation frankly in the united states to to really disrupt what's going on in the, in the cryptocurrency space in a big way, right? Like people get pretty scared off of it. Um, but, um, you know, in saying that, like I said, I, I don't think that I don't think they're going anywhere. Who's going to be the winner in it? I don't know. There's thousands of them. now, right? Like There's thousands. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation going on there. And I know a lot of people are making I, my advice on it typically is just like, you know, hey, if you get those, if you get some wins in the crypto space, you know, take it, take it. You've, you've, you've done it. You've made it. You've won the lottery, if you will, in it. Yeah. Um, but don't get too greedy like anything else. Like I would say the same yeah. thing about meme yeah. stocks. Like, Hey, if you've made a whack of money on those, like, don't get too greedy. It might not go forever and often yeah. done.
0: So. Yeah. Well, it, and, and in real estate, I can say that one of the things that we always talk about is, Hey, take money off the table. You, yeah. you know, you want, you want to be taking money off the table as you go along. Right. So that you're not exposed to, we know that ups and downs are going to happen and, You know, you don't want to be caught in a in a down market and not have anything available to you. Right. So there's you always want to take something off the table as you go along. And and I don't know if you're much of a gambler, but uh, I
1: I hate hate losing money.
0: so So do I. I'm not much of a gambler, but I'm I'm one of the funniest guys you'll ever watch when I do go to the casino, because. I'm the guy that uh, I'm, by the way, I'm East Indian by heritage. <laughs> and uh, and so I'll go to the casino and, you know, whatever, it's 20 bucks. And I think my, my sister was like, oh, you have to try this game. It's the best game. And I was like, what's that? And she says, roulette. I'm like, I believe statistically that is the worst game to play. But anyways, um, so anyways, I played it, put out 20 bucks. <laughs> and I think I won 80 and I was like you won. <laughs> 20 bucks goes into my pocket. 20 bucks goes into this pocket. I made a hundred percent profit. Now I take the other 40 and we can do whatever with and off we went. Um, and I've taken that as a strategy. I take money. Uh, the moment I can, I take money off the table, got my money that I came in with. I'll take it off. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and then that way I feel like, Hey, you know what? It was a good time. You're entertained, and off you go. That's that's about the extent of my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm but it drives nerd. it drives friends crazy. It drives my friends <laughs> crazy. I don't know about you. They're like, "What are you doing? We're supposed to be. Why are you putting that money in your pocket? Listen, you do whatever you want. I'm going to be paying for parking afterwards when you have no money. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're so boring, Neil. You're so. Come on, roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I uh, I'll i go skydiving in instead. So I'll do yeah, that. That's my that's my form of excitement on the side or I'll travel to another part of the world and eat food from there. <laughs> you know, that's my level of excitement, you know, yeah, um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so I thank you for going into that. I know it's a really speculative realm. To talk about that. And it is hugely divisive. I mean, it's crazy what, what kind of stuff goes out there. And uh and on social media, I'll get every crypto expert coming out and telling me that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And you know, and I've always asked them, well, tell me if you lost everything, what would you do? They're like, well, I'd buy it again and I'd come all the way back. <laughs> Well, that's not a plan. That's a fantasy, but all right, let's, you know, on we go. Um, Okay. I want to come back to what we were talking about goals. Yeah. Now I know that as you're, as you're doing this with your clients and you're helping them set goals, you know, you also for yourself and you said for your own company, you guys are also doing this, but I know that you also have not, not a business coach, but you have a performance coach. Yeah. Can you say something about that?
1: Yeah, actually, it's, uh, it, you know, going back to dealing with family, actually, that's why I started going to see him in the first place was, um, you know, he, he helped. So it back. is a
0: psychiatrist.
1: Yeah, oh, he's a psychologist. Yeah, he's a <laughs> oh, psychologist. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he, uh, so his background is he works with um, uh, people, basically anybody who faces high stress situations and yeah. helps them to channel stress and do, into their energy into like their, their mission. Um, so he'll work with SWAT teams. He works with wow. medical professionals, which has been huge, obviously through the pandemic. Works yeah. with pro athletes, uh, amateur athletes as well. He works with like the uh, he's worked with like Canadian national uh, Olympic athletes. Uh, wow. Um, basically, anybody like uh, you know executives, professionals. So he's worked with those people. So I was referred to him uh, by actually a, a member of my team who was on the national boxing team who had worked with him wow. because of his boxing career. And, and I was referred to him. And so I went to see him and basically helped us to kind of like change the way that we communicate. Like we focused on a lot of like, OK, well, the, the whole goal really is never react to a situation, but always respond appropriately. So the idea is that you never, you never just like go into a situation and, and not have thought through all the possible outcomes that could happen to that. Because that's that could be dangerous. And you could react inappropriately, you could react the way you don't want to react. And that can have consequences that you might have to fix later or whatever. And when in relationships, sometimes you don't get a second shot, right? So right.
0: um
1: so yeah, so I started going to see him, geez, I don't know, five or six years ago and um and and now i still see him on a regular basis probably not as much as i should or, or would like to but um you know the you know i see him once or twice a year kind of thing three, maybe three or four times um and just kind of like go through it and and what's going on in my life and and we talk about like what the future looks like goal setting for for the business for me for my family all of those things and and we kind of break it all down and and he's been incredibly helpful in developing me as as a leader developing me as a professional and developing me as a father and a husband for for that matter yeah. too um and so uh so yeah it's been really interesting a lot of it it's no different than programming a, a computer though you know there's a lot of things that when you think about how our minds work and how behaviorally we work if you understand it you can control it a little bit better and and not mm. to say you're ever going to be a robot and be perfect at it but but if you understand how you work and as you as an individual and Neil, you would be different than me, like you're because yeah. of your your personality and your family and all that stuff. You'd be a little bit different than me. Um, but if you understand how you operate, then yeah. you can then you can respond appropriately to, uh, to situations. Yeah. You think of It was helpful in, in starting up a business, too, because, you know, one of the exercises we went through is like, OK, starting up. What are the possible things that can happen that are out of your control over the next, let's say, year, two years, five years? What are those things? So when I started up, I had seven, I think, seven scenarios. And uh, I can tell you honestly that none of them included the pandemic. But like, you know, I had seven different (laughs) scenarios of how things could possibly go, you know. And the whole point was... I did have a financial crisis in there because I was, again, like the 2008 financial crisis is still burnt into my brain, but um, but I had a financial crisis scenario in there. And so like we had all these things lined up. So that the whole point is when something happens, okay, now we're on scenario C, boom, that's like you can drive right into that de- decision. are quick, you can do this. Yeah. Um, it's dangerous. Like, you know, if you're one of those people that's an analytical and, and you know, you get analysis paralysis, that can be dangerous because you can make a hundred scenarios. You know, yeah. so there has to be some limits on it, but, you know, three to five scenarios. I did seven. That was probably a little bit overkill. But, you know, having those scenarios mapped out will help you to take a direction no matter what happens. So I didn't have a pandemic. I had a financial crisis when the pandemic hit. and We saw the kind of the economic situation going on. I was like, boom, scenario C similar to the financial crisis scenario. And off we went. Now, thankfully, this turned out way better. Uh, from, I mean, I know that's not the same for all businesses, but you know, right. in, in our world, it actually recovered extremely quickly, and and yeah. so so you know, it didn't end up being that scenario C uh, ultimately. But for a little while there, was looking like scenario C. But I knew exactly what to do. In fact, yeah, when everybody else was kind of looking around, what are we going to do? We were investing money. We were putting money into like right. marketing, digital experience, things like that, because that's that's right. what we were. That's what the scenario we're in, and we're comfortable with it
0: right right well that's really interesting that you say that because 2008 and i remembered i was uh, i just started into my own real estate journey you know income property and then all this stuff is happening and um (laughs) but yeah and then 2000 so i got to watch all of that i i did some investing at the time i i got to win big uh because everyone else was sitting on the sidelines Um, But it was interesting because it actually has given me some of my claim to fame now, uh, so to say, with social media, because I was I was just talking about, okay, here's what is going to happen next. Here's what the government's going to do. And people are like, how do you know this? This is 2008 all over again. Um, This is their playbook. So I said they're this, this, this. These are the tools that the government has at their disposal. So they've done this. Now, I actually had a board for a little while. I said, okay, they've done this. They haven't done this. This is, co- <laughs> you know, these things are coming. Yeah. It, that's just how it works. And mm-hmm. uh, and I know a lot of people thought that was really amazing. I wasn't really that smart. We The government tells us, right, what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, if if you listen. <laughs> and yeah. like uh, say, you just got to keep your ears open, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So when this happened, now, there were a whole number of things. I, the biggest thing for this time around that I was like, okay, this is completely different than, than anything that I would have expected. My scenarios didn't have, didn't have uh, lockdowns, didn't have, uh, you know, food shortages, didn't have, uh, you know, these types of things involved. And so, um, and didn't have the courts close up. That was a really interesting one. I was like, this is, I believe the first time in the history of, this country or you know potentially i don't know about the rest of the world i know in the history of this country it was the first time that we shut down our court system for almost 6 months pretty, like, pretty wild
1: right
0: yeah you're like now what do you do right like you can you can't do anything right so um and so that was really interesting so there was a period there where i thought i have no idea where this is going to go and yeah. as funny as this is going to sound from an investment standpoint i went out and i bought a bunch of uh seeds vegetables i was like i live in kings i live in kingston ontario
1: yeah
0: toronto is just down the road from me um if there's a need for food it's probably going over there so yeah. <laughs> i thought yeah Let's just. <laughs> I think there's been a
1: huge resurgence of like do-it-yourself DIY farmers going on. To be honest, and that's yeah. kind of neat. You know, there's a lot of skills that people lost <laughs> you know, over yeah. the last hundred years, right? Nobody could survive without the like the Safeway or like the Tobies or whatever. Right? So anyway, now yeah. I, totally, it's a new skill set. People are watching YouTube on how to like grow their corn again. <laughs>
0: it, it's the funniest. It's the funniest thing. I thought to myself, yeah. never. never really been interested in it my parents love gardening they love having vegetables and but I but when that happened I thought for the first time I thought oh man we we might actually see shortages um this time around like this is shaping up completely differently than the model so I'm I'm very impressed that you were able to um, put together models to, uh, to get your clients and the company through that. Uh, that's really impressive because we know how many, how many companies were, were not able to do it. Um, now we do have the benefit of, of 2008. We knew that the government was going to come in and, and jump to the rescue, but how quickly were they going to do it? Um, and, uh, and to what tune, um, do you think that, uh, and, I would suggest that there's more coming. There's more e- quantitative easing, stimulus, this kind of stuff. I would suggest that there's more coming. It it seems like we're too soon for the government to step back. But uh, with the uncertainty of the government, that yeah. that could be a real issue. Any thoughts? You
1: know, it, it is a real interesting time frame because it, it's like we're – we're somewhat exiting the pandemic, but not quite, obviously. And yeah. I know we're in fourth waves uh, across the country right now and then different variants. And so I, I personally think we're going to be dealing with the pandemic for years to come because, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Hey, we're in Canada and we're fortunate. There's a lot of vaccine, vaccines here. Um, and then really no shortage of that for the most part right now. Um, yeah. But you think about even watching the Olympics, you know, I, I had people yeah. commenting, it's like, well, why, why aren't they demanding that all the athletes are vaccinated before going there? And it's like, you realize how fortunate we are in North America because most of those countries, I mean, there's like 200 and some countries there. Most of them don't have a stable access uh, supply uh, of the vaccines, you know? And yeah. so the rest of the world yeah. is, is, is going to be in this pandemic probably for years to come. Um, mm. And so, so, and, and now with, with globalization, we, I mean, there's no, there's no going back on that. I mean, we're all in this together. Really. And we see how quickly yeah. a pandemic can spread now, but, but really yeah. like you look at supply chains, chip shortages. I mean, uh, I'm already like being told that like, my, my next like phone, whether it's an iPhone or it's, a, it's an Android, like the Pixel 6, it's delayed at least a month or two, because like there's a shortage of the chips, you know, and, and are yep. we getting the first picture of going to peg? I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But but you know, so I, I think that there is a lot of stuff still to remain to be worked out. Yeah. And, and I think the real risk in it all, to be honest, though, is, you know, looking at things like inflation and inflation is running pretty high. Um, Now there's a lot of talk around is that transitory because of the pandemic and it'll naturally come back down. I mean, you're talking about food costs. Food costs are well above the 3% that's being reported in most cases. I think I saw the other day chicken is up 7% over last year, the cost of it, you know, and and so on and so forth. So I think there is a risk that the system gets a little bit frothy. And then, and then uh, like the Bank of Canada or other central banks around the world are forced into making decisions to kind of bring that back into line. But that has ramifications throughout. Like if you start raising interest rates, for example, what does that mean for all these people that are holding debt, uh, especially variable rate debt that starts to climb? Um, and we've mm-hmm. all seen the stats on that. I mean, I think it's like 50% of Canadians yeah, are two paycheck away from poverty, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, that's a scary prospect there. Um, and even from an investment perspective, right? If interest rates start climbing, what happens to all those like safe assets that, you know, people are living on a fixed income or retirement are, are relying on? Um, so there's issues there, too. So it is a really fine line. And then to your point, is there more coming? Yeah, probably. Uh, but I'm also worried about, I mean, most recessions, in, in my opinion, are caused by policy error versus like naturally occurring like economic situations. Mm-hmm. So raising interest rates too quickly or raising them too or dropping them too slowly, things like that often cause like a recession and so so it's going to be a really uh, interesting period of time economically. I say interesting just because there's going to be changes and things being made um, but at the same time there I think you have to be watching it very closely as an investor and as an entrepreneur or business owner because things could change a lot in the next year or two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. First of all to the viewers my apologies um I, I know we're getting really uh detailed on uh, some of these things um yeah. but I, I we I just you guys have to appreciate the mind uh of the man uh, that we have on our show today <laughs> and um y- you know we want to get the the most out of it and hey how many times do we get to pick the mind of uh someone like this, that manages private wealth, that that is able to think through these things. So, so continue to bear with us uh, um, as we go through some of this stuff. Um, and for those of you that are loving it, good stuff. Because so am I. Um, <laughs> sorry, Grant. I was just, I, I just, rea- I just realized how selfish I was being. I was like, oh man, I, I'm loving this conversation. And I thought it's we've kind of strayed away from leadership, and we're definitely on wealth. Um, but uh, we kind of strayed away from leadership for a moment there, but what I, thank you for indulging me. Um, Oh man, I want to ask more questions about that, but I want to, I want to come back here for a second to, for your journey, because now we've talked about, this is what you do. These are some of the things you see in the market. This is and and you're on your own journey as you have you got a performance coach now you're at these heights and you continue to move towards your goals what can you look back at all and see uh the younger you that was probably fighting with your brother and uh and go and would you have any uh words of wisdom for him
1: yeah i mean i think I think my advice would be is like, don't, I mean, it's important to take risks and take leaps. Um, and I've yeah. always been pretty good at that, to be honest, but I, I think.
0: Um, wait, I think wait, what, what makes you good at that?
1: I don't know. I have hope for the future. And I think, but that's, that's really what it, what it is because like, I think what makes me good at it is because I think that we're, we should always be pushing the boundaries of what the, the status quo is. And And in order to push those boundaries, you have to take on risks uh, I mean I, I think it's calculated risks for me uh, but at the same time it's it's taking on risk no matter what you do and so so I, I know lots of entrepreneur, entrepreneurial advice would be like yeah take the leap just do it um, and, and I think that's good I mean I, I certainly I believe in that myself um, but I think that like if I was gonna give my younger self advice it's 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 do that um, but also don't stress the small things so much because the small things can that that's the things that keep you up at night and then the middle they still do I mean like yeah. you know I still wake up at three in the morning like everybody else and worry about whatever's going on it's often insignificant when you wake up at like six later on you're like oh yeah that was actually nothing um, yeah. but you know I would tell myself don't sweat the small things Like, keep your eyes on the bigger picture but also have the confidence that you can make the difference out there because even yeah. as a young person just starting out I, I mean, I was the kind of person that always, I felt like I had to know everything about the whole subject in order to be mm-hmm. successful, in order to attempt it. And so I spent a lot of time reading and watching videos on how all this stuff. And then I realized over time is that you don't need to be necessarily become like 100% perfect as the expert. At some point, it's important just to take, to get started and get rolling there. Um, and, and it also formed like that, that mentality, like letting that, sorry, letting that mentality go is what helped me to form my business the way it is today which is I, i'm a big believer in a specialized approach to doing things and so in my world i can't be the best at tax planning i can't be the best at investment i can't be the best at financial I don't know, everything that goes along estates you name it i can't be the best at every single one of those i can pick one area or maybe two that i can really focus in on but i better be willing to bring in other people to take care of the rest yeah of that. I, I call that the the ecosystem here yeah because the only way for me to provide the best advice possible to people for everything they're going to need is to have specialized advice around those different areas yeah. and work with other people on it. And and so that's that's uh, that's the advice I'd give to myself. Like I would have started that earlier <laughs> uh, yeah. if, if I if I could have. Um, but, you know, hey, all of that stuff, I live with no regrets because all that stuff, it, it forms the way we are today at the same
0: time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's true because oftentimes I, I look back and I think, I, I don't know that I want to change any of it. Even some of the most traumatic things that I've been through, I don't know that I'd ever want to change any of those things because they got me asking questions Yeah, that I may never have asked, you know, that may have led to me never doing, going through, you know, being ultimately being the man that I am now. And so, um, you know, I think for people that are, especially if you're younger, you can look and whatever position you're in, almost take it in because it it's a building block for, for where you're going to go. Right. And, and, you know, it's going to sound cheesy, but the sky's the limit, right? Like put, put that plan out in front of you and, and go for it. And there's always going to be turns and twists along the road. Right. Um, And, oh, I've got to learn this and I've got to do that. But um, without that, I think one of the hardest things, especially when you're younger, is you don't know where to go, so you just kind of yeah. sit around hoping that something's gonna, yeah, hit you.
1: You know, and I, I think to your point, like you, you mentioned, you love to travel. I, I'm the same way. Um, I, I, I mean, the pandemic's really hard for this because, like, yeah. I love going other places and trying to experience the culture as much as possible. Yeah. Like, I've I've stayed in bamboo huts on the on the River Kwai, and I feel like you know stuff like that. Um, and really try to understand like how people live there, because I think yeah. when you do that type of stuff, you can gain an understanding. And from a, from a business perspective, there's a lot of ideas out there that you can take and bring back home. And it'll be a new idea here, but it's something yeah. they've been doing for 100 years over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, and, and in, in, in a lot of industry, you know, Canada, we're fortunate because of the size of our population. Um, you can make a difference but it also means that you can also bring ideas from the US or from Europe or from somewhere else mm-hmm. or Asia mm-hmm. in particular for sure you can bring those ideas back and it could be a new and fresh idea in Canada uh, yeah. it just wasn't economical for like the apples of the world yeah, to, to do that in Canada you know what I mean yeah. so yeah um, so so there's a lot of opportunity from that I would encourage people that like if you don't know what you want to do get out see the world like read a lot and and get out and see what's out there because I don't know. The best way to, to be creative is to get out of it. To be honest, get out of get out mm. of your mind. You know.
0: Yeah. Would Would you go into um, private wealth again? <laughs>
1: That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was asked that question last week. It's like, you know, are you like uber passionate about about private wealth, wealth management? And you know, I, I think the honest answer to that is I like wealth management. Um, yes. Am I super passionate about it? No, not necessarily. But what I am passionate about is helping people to live better lives. So I yeah. think of myself as I could have gone into five or ten different things right. and still been accomplishing that same mission. I mean, you called me Simon Sinek. You know the, 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 your why. You know, um, I think once you understand why you do the <laughs> things you do, um, then then you realize that you know your your philanthropic work, your charity, your volunteering, right. your business, your family, all that stuff kind of plays together, and so. So yeah, I do. I do like wealth management, um, but at the same time, I think I could do a whole lot of other things and, and have, find that just as rewarding, and still be accomplishing that same mission in life, basically. And and it's to the point where that's actually what I'm, what we're doing now is like we're building out the ecosystem of businesses around mm. the wealth management space because all of those things play together, which is ultimately yes. helping people to live the life they want to live, better lives defined by them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um- would you say that you're a glutton for punishment?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I. It just occurred to me. I thought he lives in Winnipeg. He's got to be. I mean, who? Who the heck? I mean, when? When? Uh, when Americans think about Canada? And they have this image of Canada. They're thinking about Winnipeg. I mean, Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said Winnipeg. There, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, um, you know what's funny you know, about Winnipeg? I'll yeah. just say this because I'm a homer and I love Winnipeg. Uh, I yeah. love to travel, but I love Winnipeg. You know, nobody nobody lives in Winnipeg because of the great natural resources or anything like that. You know, you don't come here, you don't stay here because of that. But you do stay here because the people are yeah. the people are amazing, and that's that's yeah. I think, and it takes a real. I mean, you think about even when like people came and settled in Winnipeg. I mean, God, minus 30 degree winters. Like, why would they ever have stayed here? I, you know, it's a tough group of people that came to Winnipeg. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but I think that's a testament to the culture of Winnipeg. I mean, we're a very diverse culture here, and we, we're big on our festivals and stuff. And and on the entrepreneurial side, and the startup community, there's a lot of innovation going on in Winnipeg as well. And, and the mm. community really wraps themselves around those, those startups and we support them wholeheartedly. Uh, we need to do a better job of that, for sure. I mean, we're not at the Toronto level yet or the Montreal level or the Vancouver, but um, But you know we're getting there, and I think there is a lot to like. It's it's it's. I don't know. I take a lot of pride about starting a business in Winnipeg and trying to take it to a national scale because I think I think if you can do that, I think Winnipeg is actually a really great place to start a business and to grow it to that national, maybe intern, definitely international scale as well. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think um, I I hear your point. I used to live (laughs) out east. I used to live uh, Nova Scotia, um, for about fifteen years, and um. You know, now completely different. Lots of rain out there. Not not a whole lot of snow. Not you, you know, kind of kind of more like the West Coast, right? Just not yeah. as warm. But um, absolutely, the people. It, it's it's great, and so I I can't wait. You're saying there, and I think something that a lot of people don't realize is when you live in these places that perhaps are I don't know if that's the right term off the beaten path or they're just not the regular places you can be amazed at how much uh, support you can get for whatever you're doing in these places. Um, You know, I own properties out East and I can go into the chamber of commerce and talk to them. I can go to the mayor and talk to them about, Hey, here's some things. What are we thinking? What is the, the, the town, the city need? What are we doing? And there's all sorts of, there's, it's just a different level of commerce because you can communicate with these officials and and you can actually work out a plan together for what what you're trying to do in an area and and uh, and so what you're saying about Winnipeg and, and any achievements that you make there are significant because it's a win for the entire for the entire uh, city, for the entire Western Canada for that matter, let's be honest, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I
1: think, uh, you know, uh, here's a silver lining of the pandemic is that borders became, especially in, uh, national border, like provincial borders, I mean, uh, yeah. became less of a thing. I mean, you can, if you're not marketing your business cross country now, I think you're missing out because digital marketing yes. has made that that much. It's, it's cost effective and it's so much yeah. easier to do than other, other traditional forms of marketing. So you can, you can sell your services or your products right across the country now. And yeah. very easily. you could do it before but you know what I think people have woken up to hey borders are not a thing anymore and and it, you know maybe even internationally for that matter I mean my business with a lot of regulation you have to get licenses and all that stuff but but there's a lot of stuff that can be done cross-border between Canada and the us as well so borders are not they're not so much a thing anymore yeah.
0: and and whether
1: you're out east you're out west you know in Winnipeg right in the middle um, you could be marketing right across the country quite easily now so so yeah. I, I think that from that perspective, you know what you you know. Winnipeg again is, is a great place, that, like many others. I mean, I again, I'm biased. I love it here, but you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I think that um, at the end of the day, don't don't let your location hold you back from anything because it shouldn't.
0: So, are you finding uh, people from other provinces are starting to reach out more now, uh, uh, like with your with regards to your business? And I'm sure that you've got your hands busy enough just dealing with uh, you know all the wealth in your own province but you know are you seeing because you've got a a public presence you look like Simon Sinek I mean there's got to be people reaching out to you so are you
1: seeing
0: are you seeing stuff come in from other provinces
1: yeah absolutely I mean and that's I mean I've I don't know for the last at least 10 years i've been almost national we've been like right as far as like um, ontario right through to victoria we haven't got to yeah. the maritimes yet personally but yeah um and quebec is a totally different uh re- regulatory yes. body for us so yes but anyway yeah. um but we've been ontario to victoria for quite some time but that's definitely growing and i think it wasn't so much our comfort levels with it but the general public's comfort levels yeah. with doing things more digitally has yeah. accelerated certainly in the last twenty-four months. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, I think we're again we're fortunate. Like, look at what we're doing right now with the video live stream here. Um, take ten years ago. Let's say COVID nineteen hits ten years ago. Grant,
0: then, ten years ago, forget about it. Before before uh, twenty nineteen, I didn't even know how to use Zoom.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, and Skype was very choppy. Like, I remember using it. It's like, it's yeah. very grainy. It, you know, yeah. it was not a good solution. We're fortunate now, and and with internet connections and speeds like that, yeah. uh, that we can do all this stuff now. But I think yeah. it's accelerated that comfort level. I mean, I have clients in their 70s and 80s; they're doing they're doing digital documents, they're doing right. like Zoom calls and stuff like that, and that's no problem. I mean, it's the technology has become so intuitive at the same time, where it's just like, oh, I just click this button on my iPad, and boom, there we go. We're in a meeting. You know, it's it's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it hasn't replaced look. fully that in person. Uh, right. That in person. A meeting or that, you know, connection. I, I, I'm a big believer that some of that is coming back and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah. you know, instead of doing a phone call, maybe we're doing a Zoom call, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. so and maybe instead of going out to Victoria twice a year, I'm going once a year and then supplementing it with Zoom calls in between. Um, yeah. But at, at the same time, uh, yeah, it, it's, that's the silver lining. I mean, there, there are no borders, like there are no restrictions. There's no, I mean, you said the sky's the limit, but really it's not. I think it's like, yeah. you can go beyond that now.
0: So. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, I can say I've got followers in other countries. I have I did. I've done some interviews this week with people in the States that you never would have had a relationship with, you, you know, beforehand. Now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, starting to uh, I had a um, Nick that I mentioned about. He's in Thailand. I mean, you, you know it's it really is amazing that how those borders have really disappeared um absolutely um so let me ask this question because we're we're kind of at time here but is there something that we haven't talked about um before i say hey let's what's next is there anything else that we need to talk about there
1: you know i, I think the only thing i would say like the last final of thought i would say is is yeah. that people Dream big, like keep dreaming yeah. big and dream bigger. Like take your 10x, 10 times goal or 10x and or your 10 year goal, and then think bigger than that. Because I, I think that we're we're very fortunate in this country, especially that you know if you want to work hard and you want to uh, if you want to do something, there's opportunities out there to do that. I, I had a chat with my 95 year old grandmother the other day. And I asked her about. She asked. Sorry, she asked me about like what what I thought about the state of the economy today. And then you know it's a good time to be in business. And I said I would say this any time, but I'm like you know there's no better time to be in business. Uh, yeah. Coming yes. out of financial the financial crisis, the companies that invest in their business were 40 times bigger. Yes. Oh Ten years goodness. later, so I think that there's no better time to be starting a business than right now. And and it's sad that the businesses have struggled and that will die during this. I, I've the utmost sympathy for that because yeah. it's hard. I get it. Yeah. But for those people looking to start out or reinvent their business, there is no better time. So dream big yes. and then dream bigger and then go yes. ahead and do it.
0: Absolutely. I, oh my goodness. Wait. Absolutely. It, literally, I've said this message. Uh, people have asked me differently. I said, start now. Yeah. It, you want to read any any books, any his historical books on business, and you will see that any business started in in a winter, started in a uh, yeah. bad time, dominate.
1: Yeah, the because best.
0: if you can build a business now when yeah. things get better, you're gonna crush it.
1: The best brands, the iconic brands, were all created during crises. Disney, yes. Apple, Microsoft, like. All of them.
0: CNN go on. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You name it. Cool. They all started in a crisis and they were 40 times bigger in 10 years, basically. So,
0: You guys heard it from Grant White first. Um, okay, Grant, uh, what's next? What's next for you? <sighs> for you and Endeavor.
1: Yeah. So just building the ecosystem. I mean, we're, uh, we're currently building out the, uh, the plan here in Winnipeg. Uh, the master plan takes us to multi-provincial offices in the next three years um five years we hope to be right across five to seven years we hope to be right across the country with the offices across the country
0: wow that's awesome that's awesome so stay uh, tuned it's coming (laughs) yeah that's right more coming from endeavor private wealth management (laughs) um grant thank you so much uh for coming on the show today thanks for sharing i i selfishly i got a whole bunch of stuff there and um I, I didn't get to dig into you as much as I would have really loved to, uh, for the, for the viewers, you are just going to have to enjoy the wisdom and knowledge and savvy that we got out of Grant. Um, and we'll have to have him back to hear more about, uh, his life journey and, and all the times his brother beat him up and uh, (laughs) well, I maybe we'll have to have his brother on the show and get the real story, but uh, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) But Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to come back anytime and share more stories for sure.
0: Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, this leadership to wealth podcast, we'll see you guys again.